Welcome to another episode of My Hope is Built On with your hosts, David and Dan Ziegler, a show about real people with real stories answering the question, what is your hope built on? May this week's episode bring you some hope. Welcome back to another episode of My Hope is Built On with David and Dan Ziegler. Yes, and we are excited (laughs) to be back again. Um, We are still in the process of just sharing our stories, and today it's my turn. So I'm going to have David kind of take over and run this this week and uh, kind of uh, begin to ask the questions of me. But David, before we even get started, uh, how are things going since uh, we've been doing this? Yeah, things are good. Um, I created an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and uh, and we still have our YouTube channel up. Um, just trying to get that out and promote as much as possible and without being as annoying as possible. (laughs) Um, that's difficult to do. Um, but yeah, uh, things I think are going great. We've had great feedback. Um, a lot of positivity that has come from it and people are excited to hear more, which excites me. And I think it just kind of motivates us like, okay, I think we are in the right direction or heading in the right direction. And yeah, I mean, I'm really excited and things are going good. How, how has everything been for you? Are you liking this or how, how's things going? No, I really enjoy it. I think, you know, like, I think what we're really seeing is that really people do uh, want some positive form of, of entertainment right now, you know, and, and I don't even consider this entertainment, you know, but you know, when we listen (laughs) to something, we want to be want it to be uplifting, and uh, and I think that's one thing that's really cool about this whole podcast is that it could be really uplifting to those who are going through maybe some difficult times. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, also, I um, uh, yeah. I mean, this has just been very exciting. I look forward to these conversations. Like I said, I think the last episode. I mean, it's cool because it's almost like just clicking a record button on conversations that we have on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. But now we get to invite others in into that conversation i know we're going to be recording this week with another uh, another guest um that everyone's going to be able to hear from and then we also have one lined up already for the next uh uh for the following week so we got the next few weeks lined up of guests and i'm just really excited to hear what their hope is uh built on and just hear their personal stories and 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 just you know hopefully bring some more encouragement to others and i know there's going to be more guests that I'm just excited to hear and listen. And like we've talked about before, just being an ear for that. Yeah, no. And I think it's been really cool because like you said, you've even had phone calls from it. I don't know if those people had your phone number before, but I think they probably got it from the show. (laughs) Yeah. I had a, um, I had an old friend reach out to me and that was really, really cool and really encouraging. And I definitely enjoyed that conversation. And then I had a, another buddy that, um, I'm in the apprenticeship with who uh, I don't see on a daily basis and uh, randomly reached out to me and just thought it was neat. And so just hearing things like that, that's super, super cool. um, Just like I said, it's positive feedback and I love that. And um, I'm, I I love that. I could just, they call and we can just have a conversation on top of it too. No, I agree. I agree. It's really kind of cool because I think that's, uh, that's the whole point of the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's good stuff. Right on. Well, um, well, let's go ahead and get to it. I, I last week, uh, again, I shared last week and we wanted to hear from you this week. Yeah. And, um, 
I want to just go ahead and ask, just give us a little bit of a backstory on who you are, who is Dan Ziegler, the man behind the screen here <laughs> and the microphone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just give us a little brief story about who you are. Well, you know, again, my name is Dan Ziegler. I am a 54 year old and, um, you know, I know that, that, uh, well, somebody asked me before, why get you sharing the ages? And I said, because there's, I, I think that there's, you're going to see some parallels and, and you're going to see some, maybe some thinking that's different too, depending on the generation, you know what I mean? And I've had a little bit more, uh, tread on my tires. They've been, uh, you know, they've had to be rotated a few more times than the other person. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I think that's why I like to have our age shared out there. Um, but you know, David, I'm a, you know, I'm a father and a husband. I've been married for 30 years now. I have, uh, three wonderful children, obviously you being one of them. I have another one, Steven, who is also the one who created our music intro to this podcast, you know, He's our uh, music creator, if you will, and he does yeah, a really shout good out job. to him for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he does an amazing job there. And uh, then we, ha- my uh, daughter, who's 18 years old now, is um, you, you know just graduating out of school and uh, starting to go into the college scene and starting to really get her legs uh, established as she starts to find her place in this world, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it's been an amazing journey, if you will, for us. Um, and uh, and so and, and from a career perspective, you know, I've spent over the past twenty years of my life in sales. Um, I've been uh, work selling uh, technology to IT departments primarily is what I've done. And uh, but it's always been in the uh, tech technical space. Um, and then. In parallel, I've always served bivocationally in ministry in some way, shape, or form, right? So I've been a youth pastor, I've been men's ministry leaders, I've been a lot of different things, wore a lot of different hats in terms of the church. Most recently, I'm a, uh, a co-leader with a little small profit in here in the Santa Creta Valley called the Santa Creta Grocery, where we feed families uh, who are in need or going through seasons of transition. And, uh, and so that's kind of a background of who I am and, and, um, where I come from. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I just want to share. I mean, I know, um, you know, I, you are like my best friend outside of my wife and, uh, some other people. I mean, man, you are just a, an incredible influence to me. Um, I've always looked up, looked up to you and, uh, so hearing you talk, it's just my favorite thing. So doing this <laughs> podcast with you is is definitely a blessing for me um, to just and have these conversations. We've always kind of served together in ministry. Uh, right. Well, since you, since I was at an age to do ministry with you, um, right? Uh, me leading worship and you teaching, or just um, doing different different little side projects here and there. Um, so that's always been a blessing to me. So. Um, well, thank you for sharing that a little bit about you. And, uh, you know, one of the things you talked about was the Santa Clarita grocery and, right. you know, I, I, I share with you often how cool I think that that nonprofit is and the work that you guys are doing there. Can you go ahead and share just a little bit more about Santa Clarita grocery and just some of the stories in the, that you hear from the people that you you're able to serve there? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, we get we've encountered a lot of amazing people, and uh, and again, w- the the whole idea of the organization is is like a food pantry, 
And that is that we feed families, you know, who are going through seasons of transition. And, and one of the things we do is we try to give them a sense of dignity because um, our pride can get in the way when it comes to, you know, reaching out and asking for help. And so one of the things, that's why the term is really Santa Cruz Grocery. Um, we initially had set it up in such a way that people were able to come in and actually shop for their groceries. And then COVID hit and we had to pivot and really change the way that we do things in terms of our distribution format. So now it is kind of a, we bring the food out to their car and uh, take care of that. But that was also a good thing because um, prior to COVID, we were probably averaging about 75 families a week that we were, were feeding. And, all, and then all of a sudden that just jumped to anywhere between 200 to 250 families a week once COVID hit. And that again was a lot of people were lost their jobs. A lot of people, you know, um, you know, things were just getting tight financially. And so, you know, it, it really put a strain on the families. And one of our biggest mottos is uh, for and what we share with in our community is that because cost of living is high. And uh, one of the things that we really try to share with everybody is that if you really want to make a difference or if you really, even if you have the finances, look at what you have. If it's the difference between eating and paying an electric bill, a water bill, or any type of utility, pay those bills and just come get your groceries from us. And so it's not an issue of even just going through tough times because once we've gone through the tough time, you got to kind of reestablish yourself and build yourself back up. So it's going through that whole transition cycle. And then some of the things that we've seen is just the opportunity to to really love on and care for people. You know, uh, a lot of us that work there are faith-based people, but there's a lot of us that aren't. And so we got a really a great cross community of volunteers that just genuinely love and care for people and want to bring hope to people in Mm -hmm. that organization. And I think that is it. I, I really see the organization as a beacon of hope for those people that are just going through a tough time. And whenever they come in there, they're met with some really positive people who are really there to love on them, care for them. And, uh, and just to be there for them. And, you know, we've got an amazing opportunity to walk alongside people. Um, but it's just been a really cool ministry and a cool opportunity to serve. That is incredible. I love it. I mean, and I, I've, I've had the opportunity of, of, helping and serving there as well. My wife and I both, when we come down to visit you guys and, um, yeah. I mean, you're, you guys are there all the time, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. I know that you guys are there, yep. um, <laughs> serving and it's, it's incredible. It's such an encouragement to me. And, um, I noticed so many others. So, um, well, speaking of hope and what this whole podcast is on, well, we said we were going to be asking one simple question. And that is, what is your hope built on? So I want to go ahead and, and ask you what your hope is built on. Let us know a little bit more. Yeah, no, that's good. And um, so, you know, we've been talking about this question a lot and asking what is my hope built on? And uh, I think you by now, for those podcast li- listeners who have already listened to the first two episodes can kind of know what my hope is built on. I don't think uh, I need to share much more of that. But what I wanted to kind of do is a little bit different today is answer why my hope is built on Christ? Why is my hope built on Jesus? And and I got to tell you that I got a lot of stories that I could share, but the podcast isn't long enough to share them. But let me just kind (laughs) of lay some foundations of where hope and why my hope is built in in Christ. Um, 
when I graduated, I, I felt early on that I was called to some level of ministry in the form of communicating, teaching, and speaking to people uh, at a young age. I mean, so young that I was actually preaching into little um, uh, record, um, uh, take cassette recorders and recording <laughs> oh, myself, yeah. delivering a little sermon and stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't have any of the old audio files because it would be kind of cool to, to share that out, especially <laughs> the, pre, yeah, the pre-pubescent uh, ones, you know, where my voice was still squeaking. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but that was fun. And, you know, and I, and even during that time, uh, I had similar uh, things that you, I, you know, I learned to play the guitar and everything. So I would lead worship in church and lead worship in the youth ministry. And, and when I went to church, it was a very small church. So I had an opportunity to be, uh, wear multiple hats. Um, and then, um, when I um, graduated out of high school, one of the first things I felt is I wanted to go on a mission trip, and I was had was going on the mission field, and I had planned to go to um, the Philippines. Um, we were going to go build a um, uh, basically a, a building for uh, a community in in the Philippines, and um, we did all of our training uh, prior to the going in um, in Florida. And then we took a bus because we had to fly out to the Philippines. And so we took a bus back to Los Angeles because there wasn't a direct flight, you know, from uh, the Florida area where we were at to the Philippines. It was easy to come out of Los Angeles. And so as we were going on our way through Los Angeles, um, the bus drivers uh, that was all part of the organization we were traveling with, they actually said, hey, let's take a detour through and we're going to go through to the Grand Canyon. Um, as we were coming out of the Flagstaff area, and we um, we ended up meeting head on with a uh, a semi truck, and um, our and uh, fortunately we had hit them soon enough that our bus didn't go off of a cliff, but we did go off the road and we did tip over on our side, and as a result of that head on collision with the semi truck. Um, we lost the driver. We lost the the couple that was going to be our leaders on the trip, uh, the husband and wife team there. Uh, we had a couple of kids that were um, ended up being in critical injury. Injury. Some suffered um, some uh, paralysis as a result of the accident. And uh, in the least of the injuries, I actually walked out with some of the least of the injuries. I had maybe a couple of scratches on me, and. Um, and I, and I share this story because, again, early in my life, all of a sudden, I, things got challenged quickly, right? And now, all of a sudden, was the challenge of, okay, what's going on? Is this a, a trip that I'm supposed to continue on doing, or is this a trip that's come to an abrupt end? And so the opportunity came to really make a decision, and I didn't opt to go on with the trip. And one of the things, I, in, in hindsight, as we've been going through this show is that I look back at it and I, I realized that my hope, my conf, my faith was really anchored in my family. My parents had showed up into the Flagstaff area. And when I saw them, it was like, no, I'm not going any further, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and it was kind of a test of my faith at that time. It really was. And a test of my faith and where my hope really lied. And I saw that my faith, faith and my hope was lying in, in, in my parents um, which meant I hadn't grown in my maturity um, to really be anchored in Christ. Yeah. And um, 
you know, fast forward, and I'm sharing these stories because I just want people to know that I've experienced a lot of times in my life where things didn't look the brightest. Um, fast forward, I get married, have a beautiful wife. Uh, you know, we have our first child, you. Uh, not too about not too long after, we were pregnant again, and this time we were pregnant with twins, uh, twin boys to be exact, and. Um, we went to the hospital one day, it was about the 27th week of the pregnancy. And I remember it was just for an ultrasound checkup. Actually, my wife had been feeling that things weren't going well. And um, and so we ended up going to the hospital. The ultrasound was taken. The ultrasound people are never allowed to say anything to you. And, you know, they're just to share the results with the doctor. But when we saw the faces, we immediately knew things were not good. And it was at that time we were told that um, both of them had died. And um, and because we were so far along in the pregnancy that my wife was going to have to still deliver them um, because uh, of their size. And so um, it was a very traumatic experience. I'll still never forget the ride from the, uh, um, from the uh, ultrasound to the hospital and just the crying, obviously, that just from the emotional aspects of it, but more importantly, uh, the asking of God, why, why did this happen? Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and understandably. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and so again, it goes, okay, where's your faith now? Where's your hope anchor now? You know, and all of a sudden you're the wind of your sails have been taken out here. You're thinking you're going to have two, two baby boys, twins, you know, and for us, it was kind of like another cool thing was our, our, our magic number was three children. And so, well, okay. In one shot, we now have all three of them now, you know, and so yeah. <laughs> it was like this kind of really cool thing. And, and uh, we had already named them Nicholas and Corey. Um, and so it was, you know, we were kind of gone down that path and it was, a, it was a little bit of, and I remember because of them, uh, being born, stillborn, that um, I ended up doing the the funeral service for the for them. And prior to doing the funeral service, I really was praying hard and asking God, you know, more about why this was happening and things. And it was at that point that I learned something really big in my life, it, and that is that we live in a broken and fallen world, mm. and um, and sometimes bad things happen in a broken and fallen world. That God's plan all along has been to bring restoration to a broken and fallen world. And he uses people to help bring about that restoration or at least share that restorative message to a broken and fallen world. And and once I really comprehended the idea of a broken and fallen world, I began to understand that it was not to blame God for what happens in this broken and fallen world, that the broken and fallenness is because humanity is chosen to kind of go their own direction and not really um, the direction of God. And so, um, and so as a result of that, we have brokenness. And, um, and so that was the one thing that really helped me begin to shape my perspective. Then we'll fast forward again. And um, uh, I had gone through some uh, difficult time uh, financially. And so we were, I was looking at doing something to make, you know, get the uh, refinance our house with a loan modification. And I got sucked into a loan modification scam. And that loan modification scam 
um, brought us to a place of where we we're going to lose our home. And, and not only brought us to a place of where we we're going to lose our home, but we actually end up losing our home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so though there, that fat, that hit us. And again, yeah. and, and then um, not too long a, um, after that, we, um, we found a new place. We were renting a new place uh, in the process. And then um, in this new place, um, I ended up losing a job and, uh, and things didn't turn around quickly for finding a new job. In fact, it took about a year and a half before I found a job. And as a result of that, we ended up having to move in with my, uh, my mother-in-law and, um, and staying there. And then fast forward till April of 2019. And, uh, I found myself laid off again. And I find myself still in that same position today. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, why am I sharing all this with you? Because I wanted to let you know that, that I'm not sitting here just telling you that my hope is built on Jesus. I'm telling you my hope is built on Jesus because I've gone through the storms and I know what it looks like to be scared to death of outcomes, to be hopeless and feel hopeless. But what I can tell you is what we shared about last time we talked is that the idea of hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Even in the midst of all those things, I can now go back and look and see the hand of God in every single one of those situations. Yeah, I see that that shaping of that bus accident really did pull into account and it forced me to focus my attention back on who Christ is in my life. And really make him, my hope anchored in him and not my own hope. It was my hope now in Christ. It wasn't my hope in my family's relationship with Christ. It was my hope in Christ. It was my personal hope. And it was once I got that anchoring there, that when it came to being battled with the loss of our kids, I would have never had a Julia and a Stephen today if it was, you know, and I'm not saying that that's a, I'm, you know, losing something, but joy, there's beauty in ashes. That's one thing the Bible tells you that there's beauty in ashes. And then this horrible, horrific thing, something beautiful happens. And I end up having two more wonderful children that, um, yeah, that now I would have never had, because again, I was going to stop at three, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I couldn't imagine life without Julia and Stephen in it, you know? And so that just, it it was a beautiful thing. And I can see that now that because I look back and I got, I have that 2020 vision now that says, no, I have this empirical data to support the fact that God's hand was there. In fact, the Bible even tells us, he says, he works all things out for his good. Yeah. You know, and he works out this brokenness, this broken mess that we live in and he works it out for good. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the the beautiful thing about it. And so when I look back, I see that and I look and I, I go, man, that was it. When we lost our home, but I'll tell you, that was a tough time marriage wise. Right. Because, you know, um, really the burden was on me. And uh, even though I was scammed, it, the burden was on me because I made some choices that I shouldn't have made. And, um, and so I own those choices in my life. I don't, 
I've learned from those choices in my life, right? But more importantly, I remember my wife saying, well, if we're going to live anywhere, it has to be in this area. It has to be this type of a house and it has to have this many bedrooms and it has to have, and boy, I tell you, she gave me the, the list, right? And I said, I took it to the Lord in prayer and I said, this is the list, God. <laughs> I said, this is it. And man, I'll tell you, it was to the T. It was in the area. It met all the requirements and it was the perfect thing for us. And we ended up living there for quite some time, you know, uh, until yeah, I lost the job. Blessing. It yeah, blessing. it was, it was a really, really cool. And even, and then I look back at it and I say, boy, that season worked out well for a lot of things, you know, because then we look at the ministry that I was right at that time, I was doing youth ministry and man, that house became an open house for all these kids. And, uh, and it was just a really, really awesome time and experience in our life. Um, when they lost the job and they ended up having to move in with my mother-in-law again, perfect timing because my mother-in-law then began to suffer with some ailments and needed somebody to actually live here. Yeah. And having us live here at the house was a, was a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really worked out really well. And then again, now I'm at the, last big major hurdle in my life. And that is I, April, 2019, I was laid off from a job. I've been trying to actively look for work. Um, haven't had much luck. And, um, and I've actually, and actively tried to build out a business at the same time in parallel, just to see what happens, you know? And um, all I can tell you is that I've still, all of my needs are still being met. We're still paying our bills. We're still living in the house and God's provision is still there. And my hope is still it. Something is going to happen. Yeah. And I know that he is faithful and I know that he will provide for me. And I know that he will take care of me. And I just, and I'm confident in that. And to say that that happens every day, <laughs> that's a, uh, no, I go through my days of where I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. My running, I'm running low on energy. I'm running low on faith today. And my hope is wavering and I need some assurance. And you know, what's funny is I'll get a little picture or a glimpse of him again in something. And, uh, and so it's just, again, this is why my hope is built on Jesus because I have empirical data to support it when I go back and I look over the course of my life. In fact, it's those things in our lives that begin to define the strength of our relationship if we really use them as opportunities to grow. Um, in fact, you know, if you look at your life, um, you know, uh, some failure is actually inevitable, yeah. but it's, it's how we respond to it that really determines things. Right. And it's yeah. just like that with our hope. Um, the consequences of our, our the pain is going to happen. Troubles are going to come. It's yeah. how we respond to them. That really makes the difference and determines how we're going to go through it. Yeah. So I know that that sounds like a lot of stuff, David, but you know, that kind of today I was really heavy hearted. I wanted to share more personally where I'm at, because again, I just want people to understand that when we're talking about hope, we all go through things. I think the other big thing for me, David, is that one of the things I've always learned is the, the 
worse my situation seems, the more I give of myself. Hmm. I've learned that when I become, when I feel like I'm just like I'm a place where I, I'm really questioning things and my hope is wavering, I, my servant heart kicks into overdrive and I begin to engage and serve even higher levels. And the reason I do that is not because of anything other that once I start doing that, I begin to see that I'm not the only one. And sometimes people are going through things way worse than I am. And so it puts things in perspective, if you will. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Well, thank you so much for being so open and transparent and just uh, really sharing with us your story. I know I, a lot of those things I I was a witness to Mm -hmm. um, as being, being your son, but I, I just, I will say that I am so thankful to have parents like you and mom because um, when, well, first of all, that when we lost the house, that was during 2007, 2008, that was around the time when the market just was, uh, uh, took a dump. And that was, um, I mean, that was a hard time for a lot of people. We were just one of those people that fell into that trap. But I just remember, um, and that was, it was really tough for, for you and mom. And that was the first time I think I had ever seen you guys really, really struggle. But I saw a lot of things there in, in, in just the one and about love and marriage in general. And I just saw how the two of you could not be away from each other and could be apart from each other. You needed each other. Yeah. And I thought, man, I want something like that. And thankfully I found someone in my life mm-hmm. who I can, and I'm very blessed by my in-laws too, that I can look at their marriage and their relationship. And I, my wife was able to grow up with a, another um, couple who absolutely loves each other, but more importantly, loves God. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think through all of these events, I've seen you and mom cling to the cross and run to the cross several times. <laughs> I know mom doesn't think she does that, but <laughs> she really does. And I'm just so thankful for you guys. And so I know there's a lot of people here. I have a, just a, maybe some encouragement that if you could give some, some, uh, some people out there that might be wondering that I was thinking about, you know, there's a lot of times that people go through these, these things and, and you're able to look back and see like the footprints in the sand poem, right. um, basically where someone's saying, God, I look back and I I've gone through all these hardships and I look back and there's only one set of footprints in the sand. And then God says, well, that was me when I carried you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I think that that's beautiful to look at. And fortunately we've been, we've gone through quite a few things in our lives that we were able to see. And thankfully for you and mom, both being helping Steve and Julia. Um, and I recognize God in all of those little moments, but I think there's a lot of people that have a hard time looking back and seeing where God was. Yeah. Um, so what, I guess, what would be your encouragement for somebody who says, you know, I've been doing all these things. I look in and God just hasn't showed up for me. He just hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. And is that maybe they have too high of an expectation or do they, is there an expectation that they're wanting to see happen and maybe God did something else? What would your kind of encouragement and, uh, help be in, in something like that in a situation like that? So I, it, that's a hard one to answer. I'm going to be truthful with you. Um, yeah. um, it's a hard one to answer. And the only reason I said it is because it's dependent on the circumstance, I think, and the situation that the individual is going through. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times in, in life that um, 
our expectations of God in terms of why aren't you doing this and why haven't you come through? Why haven't you answered my prayer and all that kind of stuff? We say these things, but sometimes we may have missed where God actually answered the prayer because he didn't answer it the way I wanted it to be answered. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm going to give you a better explanation. I've always listened to a story. Or I was, I've always heard this analogy of the guy that's sitting on the roof, the, of the house, a, the, a flood came through a community and the guy was on the top of his house on the roof of it. And he kept saying, Lord, come rescue me, come rescue me and all this stuff and get me off this. And I'm going to give my life to you forever and ever. And then all of a sudden here comes the boat and it pulls up and it, he says, no, 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 keep going. God's going to take care of me. Don't worry. God's going to take care of me. And then, so then the next then the next person comes by and they're saying, Hey, you know, here, we're here to help you. Come on, get inside. No, no, don't worry. God's going to take care of me. God's going to do it. I know he is. And then all of a sudden the helicopter comes by and he drops down the crane and, uh, and the, the lift and he says, grab a hold of this. Or no, no, no. God's going to take care of me. God's going to do it. <laughs> and the moral of the story is those all three were answers to God's prayer. It just wasn't the way he wanted it to be answered. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges for us is uh, is that our expectations of God are some are 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 kind of prohibit us from actually hearing His answers because mm -hmm. we have an expectation of how we want it to be answered, and it doesn't always come out that way. Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, man, you shared. Uh, some powerful things today. And this is one of, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I get to call you dad, like right. I said before, because I get to, to hear all this wisdom and, um, and just all these powerful stories. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just thankful for you. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are, are going to be listening to this and, and can say the same thing. So, um, I guess as, as we get ready to kind of close out this conversation for this week's episode, um, what are some last bits of advice or uh, wisdom that you can uh, leave with us? And then also give us a, a way that we can um, get in touch with you, maybe uh, through email or Twitter, you know, we have our, your phone number in the show notes, but uh, that way, you know, there might be people, I, I can answer questions and I will love gladly answer questions and, and, and be that voice for others. But there's, there's a lot to say when you have, you know, there is a lot more wisdom and stories that you do have than you're able to, uh, um, to, I don't know, to better be there in a way. Yeah. Um, so what are some, you know, last bits of advice or, uh, wisdom that you'd like to give? And, uh, again, just give us some information for how people can find you and uh, follow along with the company you're starting and what you're trying to do there. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think for me, again, I just, encouragement is this, is go back and look over the course of your life and see the good things that have actually happened as a result of possible bad things. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that that's probably been the hand of God in those situations. And then when you see those, you praise him and you thank him for them. Yeah. Because I think if you don't have a thankful heart, then you're going to be unable to see the goodness that is there. The yeah. other thing is too, 
is because I know that a lot of people still that will listen to this. And we've talked about this even when we did the store at the beginning of it. Here it is again, a bunch of Jesus freaks that just say, you know, but I one of the things I would say is. And so they would always add the common question that we always hear is if there's such a good and loving God, then why does bad things happen in the world? And the question isn't, that's the wrong question. It, it's not why do, is it bad things happen? Or, well, the question for, or the right answer for answering this is that there are bad things in the world because we have a broken and fallen world. God never intended for the world to look like this. Mm-mm. In fact, if people were to go back and read what the garden looked like when God created things at the beginning, it looked nothing like this. In fact, people walked in harmony and in relationship with God. They walked in um, and they had communication with him. There was no sickness. There was no death. Those things didn't happen. It wasn't until our self-centered natures stepped in and we thought we could be like God that things began to fall apart. Yeah. And, and if you don't have that perspective and see it that way, then it's going to be more difficult for you to understand a loving God. But it's not until we get into the book of John and so many years later that Jesus arrives and John three sixteen tells us that for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. We see this restorative process comes to climax when Jesus arrives on the picture and God sends his only begotten son. Boy, I tell you what a love sacrifice that is. Right. So God says, okay, I created all of you, but you've chose to go your own selfish ways and refuse my guidance, refuse my direction, but that's okay. I'm still working hard to restore our relationship again. Yeah. I'm working hard to, to do this so that you can see that I am a good and loving God. Here's my son and I'm going to have him be a sacrifice for all the selfish things that you've done in this world. Yeah. And all you need to do is believe in him and will re- you will restore your relationship with me. Hmm. And that's the power of it. And then what I love about that is then all of a sudden he gives us this eternal hope because he says in there that we would live forever yeah. and we live forever with him. Yeah. And again, that restoration says that when we live forever with him, then ultimately we go back to what it was. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more death. There will be no more racism. There will be no more division. There will be no more hatred. There will be no more, um, uh, bullying. There will be no shaming. It will be restored to back to the perfectness that it was meant to be from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So my encouragement is stay hopeful in the fact that we have a loving God who does care about us. But more importantly, if you don't have a relationship with him, that's okay. Find mm-hmm. people that do 
and begin to just hang around them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and find people that do and hang around them. Yeah. And I know we're running long on this episode, so I'm going to try to wrap it up, but I, I'm going to share one other thing. One of the nights at um, the Santa Cruz grocery, when we were working there, um, a lady had arrived and she had been crying, but she needed to get groceries. Mm. She had just learned something tra- traumatic had happened to her son. Um, and she was um, really disillusioned and feeling hopeless. One, because she wasn't near her son. He was in Arizona. She was here in California. You know, so there was a lot of factors that were going on there. And I remember walking up and I just asked her, I said, is it right if I pray with you? And she says, well, I don't know if I believe in that. And I said, that's okay. I'm going to let you borrow my faith. <laughs> yeah. And she said, okay. And so I prayed for her. And I said, but my only wor- uh, ask is that you let me know how God shows up for you. Mm-hmm. And she came back. And that was a Monday night. We do mo- distributions on Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Was Mind money. you, this was the, I was there for this, but yeah. you're missing one part and it was pretty important. This is right around Christmas time. This is the week of yeah, Christmas. It was a week of Christmas too. And I remember that she came back on Wednesday night, got her food on Monday night, but came back specifically on Wednesday night to share with us that her son was doing much better. Hmm. And, um, and again, so people, if you, if you are feeling hopeless and you're not sure you even believe in a God borrow somebody else's faith. Okay. Borrow somebody else's faith. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if, if you don't have anybody in your circle, then feel free to reach out to David or I, that's why we're sharing our phone numbers. Right. Yes. Um, So anyways, just to answer David's question, I'll put this in the show notes for this week, but my, I have a company that I've started and I'm basically a leadership development teacher, speaker, and coach. Um, you can contact me at uh, danielzigler.co. That's danielzigler.co, and I'll put that in there. That's my website. Um, my email uh, just to, uh, is dan at danielzigler.co. So it's not .com, it's .co. And uh, I'll put that in the show notes because that'll be some other ways you can get a hold of me. If you, like I said, maybe you don't want to talk face to face, but you want to ask me some specific questions. I'd have no problem engaging (laughs) with an email as well. So that's good news. But again, I'm sorry I did took this one a little bit longer this week, but I'm hoping that this resonated with somebody who's paying attention uh, and, and, and listening this week. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much again for sharing, uh, uh, being really personal with us. Yeah. And um, just sharing your, your stories. And yep. uh, again, I, I, I know that you mean so much to me and just your wisdom and your words and uh, just your heart for God is so amazing. And so we, I appreciate that. And I know there's going to be others that listen and, and feel the same way. So, um, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, coming back and listening. And um, we have some more exciting guests coming up. You've now heard from me and uh, from, Dan, my dad, and uh, now we have some other guests coming up and you get to hear some more stories and and, uh, hear what their hope is built on and uh, just what do they even think hope is to them. So we're really excited. I hope you guys get excited. Uh, Please share out, like, subscribe, comment, rate, all the things that you can. Find us on all platforms. We're now on Apple, which is huge. 
We had a little hiccup at first. Um, go on our YouTube channel as well. Subscribe to that and get to watch uh, and see our faces. Um, but anyways, guys, we love you. Stay hopeful and stay faithful. All see right. You guys. Bye.